0: Well, good morning, church. I just wanted to pop in because I'm so sad I cannot be with you there this morning, but I wanted to pop in and just wish all of the ladies, all of our mums in the house, a happy and blessed Mother's Day. And uh, I wanted to do this short video just to encourage your heart this morning with something that the Lord spoke to me in this week as I was just praying for the service. And I wanna encourage you this morning, whether you are a natural mom, a spiritual mom, A grandmother, a godmother, a mom-in-love or an older sister or cousin who play a mothering role to someone in your world, I want to encourage your heart this morning and I want to take the time to just remind you of a story in the Bible where we see God's heart for his daughters, we see God's heart for mothers and for any woman who reaches out to him out of desperation. And you know there's a story in the Bible in the book of Genesis Um, between Sarah and Abraham, who, as we all know, they were in a season of barrenness. They were unable to have children, but the Lord gave them a promise that he would give them a son. He would give Abraham an heir, but Sarah got tired of waiting. And so like so many of us, we get tired of waiting for God's promises to come into fulfillment. So we make our own plans from the flesh. And so Sarah told Abraham, I want you to go and have a baby with our servant uh, who was called Hagar. And so Hagar got pregnant by Abraham. And when she did, the Bible says that she looked at Sarah with contempt. And so Sarah's response to that, this was just a, a horrible situation. And Sarah's response was to treat Hagar really harshly, to persecute her, to embarrass her, to the point that Hagar couldn't take it anymore and she ran away. She was pregnant, she was alone, she had nothing. But the Lord found her in the wilderness next to the spring when she was all alone. And this is what it says in Genesis sixteen thirteen. It says, Then she, Hagar, called on the name of the Lord who spoke to her. And she said, You are the God who sees, God our Roy. For she said, Have I not here in the wilderness remained alive after seeing him who sees me with understanding and compassion? And the Bible also says that the Lord told her to call her son Ishmael, which means the God who hears. Mom, daughter of the king, women of God, I want to tell you this morning that he is the God who sees you. He is the God who hears you. He is the God that pays attention to you with compassion and with understanding. And there is nothing that you are going through at this very moment that he is not aware of, that he is not working on your behalf. And I want to encourage you this morning. I don't know what Caesar you you are in, Maybe you're in a season where everything is going so well and you feel blessed. Maybe you're in a season where it's really tough. You're a single mom, you're trying to raise your children by yourself. Maybe Mother's Day is this reminder of painful and sad memories. Maybe you lost someone. Maybe you are waiting for God's promise to come into fulfillment. Maybe you're still longing to hold that baby in your arms. Whatever it is that you are walking through this morning, can I encourage you? that God sees, God hears, and God is paying attention to your situation, just like he did with Hagar when she was in the wilderness, when she was at her very lowest. And so I wanna encourage you again this morning and remind you, girls, do not stop believing in the God who does miracles. Do not stop believing in the God of the impossible. The same God that broke through for all of these people in the Bible is the same God that will break through for you and me. So may your heart be encouraged and reminded today that you are so loved, you are seen, you are heard, even if people in your world do not recognize. Listen, as moms, as wives, as women, we work hard. We keep everything together. There is so much that we do that no one sees, all those little small tasks of faithfulness that you do every single day. I just want to tell you this morning that it will never go unnoticed by our God and nothing is a little thing in His eyes. So be encouraged this morning. He is your rewarder. He is your provider. He is your love. And He will never let you go forsaken. He will never leave you. And so I pray that that blessed your heart this morning. And as a church, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for everything that you sacrifice to, for your families, for our church, for the people around you and as a church we just want to honor you today and so our team will uh, now hand out something small just to bless you and there's going to be a little card with that and i want you to put it in front of your bible and every time you you go into a place where you feel unheard and unseen and unappreciated i want you to rip that out of your bible and get it in front of your eyes and get it into your heart and allow the holy spirit to minister that truth to you again so be blessed ladies have a wonderful service everyone
1: and uh, I love you lots, and I cannot wait to see you. Who of the ladies, or even the husband, or men, anyone who, who's got an expectation this morning that God will do something through His Word? Okay, this is not Jack speaking this morning. Jesus will speak with you this morning. Okay, this morning... We're going to talk about the faith of a godly mother. The faith, the geloof of the godly mother. Faith of a godly mother. While we worship, Jesus reminded me, you know, that Jesus was carried in the womb of a mother. Each one of us here this morning came from a mother. That is why it's so amazing Um, the, the influence of a mother. And this morning, I want to come and remind you through the word of God, the influence that you have as a woman of God. Secondly, I want to remind you as the responsibility you have as a woman of God. And thirdly, I want to remind you this morning to put your trust back into God. Because we're going to talk about faith of a mother. Faith is is vertrouwen. Faith is trust. Trust. Maybe this morning you came and you've lost your trust in God. I believe that God is going to restore your trust this morning. And the men as well. This 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 message is for you this morning. No one is left out in this church. You will hear this morning that God is speaking to you as well. Now for me to be able to preach here this morning is because of a godly mother. The faith of a godly mother. Why am I saying this is, it reminded me when I prepared the sermon when I, I've, I've been a missionary, went to the, to the Middle East, that time in the specific country, it was very dangerous. They were killing Christians. And I was on my way on this mission. God called me on this mission. And it's like walking into the lion's den. And you know, as a, as a young boy, and I'm still a young boy, a, a young man, I had fear in my heart that this might be the last Last last, uh, day or week in Vintuk, I will lose my life. And then my mother came. She said, why are you afraid? God is in control. Why are you afraid? I believe you are in God's hands. And you know, the faith of my mother ignited my faith. The faith of my mother drove out the fear in my life. You've got an influence, mother. Woman of God, you've got an influence that you many times forget. And I remember last last year a week after Mother's Day, my grandmother died. And I remember Johannes gave me a few roses. And I gave her a rose. And my grandmother's last words to me was, walk the right path. My grandmother's last words was, know your God, read your Bible. Thirdly, walk the right path. And then she died. It wasn't just beautiful words that she was leaving behind. She was leaving behind a legacy. A godly mother, a godly woman of God, a godly man, leaves a legacy behind. And what is a legacy? A nalatingskap. We eerst gaan Afrikaans Google it. toe vra ek my Tani, is dit correct? Sy sê, ja, dat korrek. correct. A legacy focuses on what will endure. It is about passing on things with lasting value to those who will live after us. Woman of God, woman this morning, what are you leaving behind? What will you pass on when you are no more Day, Your life here will impact generations to come. It's not only about you. Faith is so powerful that it becomes Generational. The faith of a, of a godly mother is generational. It leaves a godly legacy. I don't know where's Don, the youngest man. Oh, he's not here. It's Abel oboli. Okay, Stefan. I need a volunteer. There's always volunteers. Okay, there's just a bottle. You can stand it's this side. Nou, who knows the sport of relay? Aflos. Ek het het gedoen Ik heb het But uh, the sport of relay is, you run, this is a bottle, but you pass the baton to the next person. But you need to pass it right into their hands. You need to take it. If you don't pass it right in their hands, they cannot run with it. Why dankie. Baie That's the same with faith in God, trust in God. Woman of God, you are passing on a baton. You're passing on a flame. But so many wrong things have been passed down. Unforgiveness, bitterness, fear, you can go on, have been passed on. But you as a woman of God this morning can draw the line. You can say, no more in my family will I allow this. You need, to, you need to stop it, otherwise it's going on. You're leaving a legacy. And many times we think, yeah, if, if, I, can, if, if I can just leave a legacy of, of money and earthly riches. But these things are fleeting. It, it disappears. It's also important But to leave a legacy of faith, trusting God is the greatest gift that you can give a child. What are you going to leave behind, mother? As a mom, you are in the perfect position to greatly impact your family. When I see a mother with a baby, the the, the closeness is developing trust. Why is this so important? Why is it important to leave a legacy of faith? Hebrews 11:6 6, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He, he is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Now to pass the baton of faith, it needs to start with you. You cannot give what you do not possess. Faith in God must start with you, man and woman, today. It starts with you. How does your relationship look with God? Are you still trusting Him or not? It starts with you this morning. And when you are leaving a legacy of genuine faith, you teach your children one of the most Important foundations of the Christian faith is to have trust in God. Now, I brought a big brink. The foundation of the relationship is trust. You cannot have a relationship with someone that you don't trust. You cannot rely on someone that you don't trust. You cannot walk a road with Jesus if you don't trust Him. Trust, for thrower, is the foundation. And that is the foundation, that is the legacy that you need to leave behind to your children. When they go through difficult times, they will always fall back to trust. I must trust God. I must trust God in the situation. I must trust God. If you, if you just leave them with money, If you just leave them with material things but not trust with God, it's a problem. Mother, woman of God, many times you don't see the impact you have because you don't see, you don't look with with, with the spiritual eyes. You are planting seeds of faith. When you plant a seed of faith under the ground, when you come back tomorrow, do you see a plant? No, but it does not mean something is not happening. Yeah, but I prayed so many times. I've prayed so many times. I tell you, do not give up. God is a reward of faith. for throwing on. In 1 Corinthians 3 verse 6, God, it says, Apollos planted where Paul said Apollos planted he is planting, Apollos is planting whatever he's saying to him but he says God is bringing the growth you do the natural, God does the supernatural if you just take a moment mother to read that one scripture per day that you see nothing is happening something is happening I tell you this morning Because faith is not a feeling. We cannot look with our physical eyes. To pass on faith, you need to be intentional. Meaning, it is done on purpose. Is I going to discipline my life so that I can impart faith into the next generation? It will cost you. It will cost you to stand up as a man of God. It will cost you to stand up as a woman of God and say, What I'm living out now, the life, is not only about me, it's about those who will come. Amen. Jesus, I in not reply. Mothers, Woman of God, you are imparting faith, you are influencing the next generation of faith. And I want to read you the story of Timothy. We talk about Timothy. Timothy, okay. Timothy had a mother and a grand grandmother, Louis and Eunice. And an apostle Paul is writing this letter to Timothy. Now, Timothy. He was overseeing a church in Ephesus. He was pastoring a church in Ephesus in a very difficult time where there was persecution. Very, very difficult time. And here, Apostle Paul is writing the last letter to Timothy, the second epistle, that's what they call it. And Apostle Paul, his time is running out. He knows he will be executed soon for his faith in Jesus outside the the walls of Rome by, I think it was Nero. So with urgency, he's writing this letter to encourage Timothy that became a son in a faith to him. Paul was mentoring him. He's got urgency to encourage him to be faithful to Jesus Christ and also the ministering of the word, the living word, amen. Let us read together. Timothy 1, verse 1 to 7. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly designed to see you being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance, listen to this, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded it is in you also. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of, it, of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. <laughs> the opposite of fear is faith. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want to put emphasis this morning on verse 5 where Paul said, When I call to remembrance your genuine faith. He's not only saying faith, he's saying genuine faith. So what is genuine faith? Genuine faith is a faith that is without hypocrisy. Hypocrite, It's a Pharisee. Without hypocrisy. What is hypocrisy? Hypocrisy is, it refers to the act of claiming to believe something but acting in a different manner. You are, in the Greek, it means you are an actor. You wear a mask. Okay? Someone who pretends to be someone who they are not. I, civilian polis. Why is it important to understand genuine faith? Because hypocritical faith, cannot be passed down. Because your kids will see that you are fake. And they don't want anything to do with that kind of Christianity. But genuine faith is contagious. Genuine faith in Jesus Christ. When you start living the Bible, family, you will become a contagious Christian. The Bible is very clear, James 1 verse 22, it's not on the board, but do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. There we can see that the the grandmother, the grandmother, the mother of Timothy, and Timothy, it's three generations, faith has been imparted in Jesus but these mothers were not just imparting faith with their mouth. They were living. Their lifestyle was teaching him the word. Hulle het net met hulle gepraat nie. was in met It does not say it was a perfect faith. Many times we make mistakes, but it was a genuine faith. A faith that has been modeled in front of Timothy. And it impacted his life so much. Now how do we impart faith this morning? How do you impart faith? Teaching of scripture to your children. We are not called living word for nothing. Every Sunday we are preaching the word. In the kids' church, we are preaching the word. Romans 10 verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Some of his mother and grandmother poured the value of consistent studying of the Word in him. And it later showed in his actions. What are you pouring into the next generation? Actually, the, mother, what, uh, what is the also now? She's feeding the child. You're also feeding a child. Not just with physical food. Matthew 4, 4 says, For man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Do you understand the responsibility as a godly mother? You need to feed the word. You cannot grow in faith if you do not hear the word of God. Jack, I want to grow in faith. I tell you, go read your Bible. God wants to bring us back. That is when I prayed yesterday, mother, father, come back to the word of God. You need to be intentional. Stop, stop saying, okay, Netflix or Facebook or all these things. If you don't feed them, something else will feed them. Some, someone else will feed them. You have a responsibility. God has given you that child. God will give you future children. It is a gift from God. You have responsibility this morning. I don't have children, but I'm already praying for them in faith. I'm going to Okay, my Right, so <laughs> thank you. This done. Proverbs one verse eight. Proverbs one verse eight. Listen to this, my son. Hear the instruction of your father, and do not reject the teaching of your mother. Whew. There's a, there's a unity there. Dads, mothers, dads, you instruct. Except for you, I instruct you. I don't want you to go to the parties. But the mother in the background is teaching. <laughs> what are you teaching your children? You need to teach the Word of God. The scripture does not say fathers instructs and mothers change diapers. Mothers, you don't just change diapers, you also feed the word. <laughs> Love this. Yeah, but I've got, a, I've got a job, I'm too busy, and um, I just give the responsibility over to the caretaker. No one can fill your shoes as a Mother. God has specifically g- g- given you that children. You need to understand that. It says, Father instructs, Mother teach. They share the responsibility. So maybe, maybe tonight your lady is tired of working, but she needs to cook the food. Husband, maybe you must say, listen, Go relax a bit. Go read the Bible to the children. I will cook tonight. That's the first response. Jesus. We have a responsibility. Make it easier on the another one. Timothy 3, verse 14 to 15. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and being assured of knowing from who you have learned them. Paul said, Remember who you learned it from. Knowing from who you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, where was Timothy's father? Timothy's father was a Greek. You can go read in Acts 16 verse 3. Now, a Greek was a Gentile, meaning he's not a Hebrew. So, it looks to me that he didn't know the the Hebrew scriptures that time. I want to tell you today, even though you are a single mother, you still have the responsibility. I know it's not easy, but again, you do the natural, God does the supernatural. His mother and grandmother filled him with scriptures. The scriptures brought him to faith in Christ. Skryf. When we, when, we, when we preach the word, something is happening inside of you. It grows faith. Now, it brought him to faith in Jesus Christ, but not only that, he became a missionary. He became the, the, the help of Apostle Paul. We'll look at that this moment. Why is it so important? 2 Timothy 3:16 to 17. All scripture, alles, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable. The word profitable means that it is good for you. It is beneficial. It is profitable for doctrine. What is doctrine? It is teaching. It is the good teaching of the Word of God. For reproof, it is to rebuke. Leister, the Word of God is saying something else. I rebuke through the Word not through my experiences or how I was brought up. I rebuke through the word. lekkers gesteel. Stealing is not right in the eyes of God. You rebuke through the word. For correction, for instruction in righteousness, other translations say training in the righteousness righteousness is to walk in a right path to follow God to to um, have a right relationship as the, and then the following verse 17 it says that the man of God may be complete that the woman of God the man of God your child will be complete Why so many young people not complete today? Because they are not taught the word. It divides them all these other things from the world, but yet it says they will be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You want them to live out their life as a Christian, do great things for God, come back to the Bible. You equip them for every good work. I saw that in the kids' chats. When we give them the word, they start running with that word. Proverbs 22, verse 6, it's not on the board, you can write it, but it says, train up a child in the way that he must go and he will not depart from it. The Bible says when you train him, Rightly in the word, he will not depart from it. Maybe it looks to you that your child departed, he will come back. It is his foundation. Children always come back to the foundation. What foundations are you laying this morning? Now the word train comes from the Hebrew word hanak. That means to develop a person's behavior by instruction and practice. So to train your child in the Word of God is not just to read. You need to model your faith in God, your trust in God. Maybe you are fearful as a mother. You need to trust God. Show trust in God in front of your children. Open your Bible in front of your children. Do you want your children to survive in this godless world? Then you need to give them something. A godless world is dark. You need to give them the light. This Bible teaches me that your word is a lamp unto my feet, it is a light unto my road. Give them the light. Teach them the Word of God. When you impart faith, be plain in your use of Scripture. Use it to teach, to rebuke, to correct, train in righteousness. Not a forbeeld. Those for you who have young kids, I my heart for my But that kid will not just live by bread alone. Maybe you need to take a little paper and write a little scripture on that paper and put it in their food. What is a course in English? Lunchbox. Maybe you need to write, don't forget to pray today. There's so many examples, we don't have excuse. A mother's faith is demonstrated. You are discipling your children. Do not wait for the church to do that. They are staying with you. We only have one or two hours during a Sunday. We give you the tools, but you are discipling your children back at home. The finances was a bit not good this this week. That's a child speaking now. But I saw my mother prayed. I saw my mother asking God to provide. I saw my mother on her knees. And I remember one person told me that he he wasn't a believer at that time, but he had to go overnight at the grandmother. And that was all that and course. And he saw his grandmother's door was open. Every night, and she was on her knees praying for every child by name that touched him for his life. We don't just speak; we live. We live the word. It's a living word. Faith has got feet. James two verse twenty six says, "Faith without action is dead." So maybe maybe tonight. Your, your, your child is sick and you say, come, let me teach you how to pray for the sick. Do you know as a mother how to pray for the sick? We can teach you. The Bible teaches you. Put your hands on uh, the is paining. Let me teach you how to pray. By example. Then a mother's faith is full of love. (laughs) Love fuels faith. Love fuels faith. In one John four verse eighteen, it says that the perfect love of God drives out fear. You know, with the word of God, you also need to love your children. And if you really want to experience the love of God here on earth, go go look at the mother, the unconditional love that the mother has for a child. Jesus loves you unconditionally. Godly mothers help to impart faith that loves, it serves. Love is not about you. Love is about the other person next, next to you. So you're teaching your children, okay, tonight we're going to give out bread somewhere else. We're going to serve other people. Because the love of God, for God so loved the world that He sent, He gave, He gave His only begotten Son. Love gifts. And the nurturing bond of a mother lays a foundation of trust. Do not be unavailable, mother. Dad, do not be unavailable. Come back to the Word of God. Even I want to go so far, you will regret it. Because you are sowing seed, you reap what you sow. What you sow, so you this, this is a strong word. A mother never gives up on her children. The closest we can come to understanding is God's love for us is to reflect, to reflect of a mother's selfless love for her children. This trade is on, not only for mothers but for everyone in the church. The first thing I, I learned coming in this church is serve. koffie Why? Love. We are a church of love. Love changes lives. Do you want to hear a story? Vio van stories. It was my almost a monkey, my grandmother's basket. Before I go to that mother, while I prayed for the woman here. Since God is saying to me the following Mother, do not give up, have faith in God. Mother, woman of God, do not give up, put your trust in God. Hebrews 11, verse 1 it says the following. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Powerful scripture. Faith is the the eye through which you see the unseen. Faith is to trust that every word in God, in in this word, is true and what He promised will come forth. Many mothers are discouraged today because you don't see right. What do I mean? You started praying for that child to come to Christ, but nothing is happening. You are looking with your physical eyes. But when you start standing on the Word of God in faith, you're looking to His promises. Your promise, His promises is greater than your circumstances. God is calling you back to faith in Him, woman of God. God is calling you back to faith in Him, mother. God is calling you back to faith in Him, man. It is the faith you have in God. You can have faith in many other things. You can have faith in people. You can have faith in all these other things. But the one that does not change, He is the same. Jesus. Faith starts with you as a mother. Your faith in God will help you to rise above your circumstances. Your faith in God will help you to endure. That is what I felt in my heart is we, we, we God is saying, do not give up, endure. Faith that endures, faith that does not give up. Because I don't look at the physical world, I stand on the promises. And God is not a God that he, he, he doesn't lie. Your faith in God is designed to help you endure anything. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you are full of doubt. I do so much for my family, but no one is seeing it. You remember what Marissa said? God is seeing you. You need to look through eyes of faith. Yeah, but I feel like this, I feel like this. Well, God says something different. You have an identity in Jesus. Woman of God those who fear God, needs to be praised. Go to the scripture and get your identity, not from what you do, from who he says that you are. Lastly, I'm going to share a story with you. When I I heard this name, it reminded me of something. This mother's name was Jacobit. Jochebed. Wie stutja gebed. Mother Jochebit Mark of Skull Your, your prayers make a difference. <laughs> Jacobet was the mother of Moses. Aaron. maak you know the uh, connection. Jacobite was the Moses was the mother of Moses. Jacobite. There's not many things spoken about her, but one thing stood out in the story of Jacobite is that she trusted God. Now Jacobite, it means God's glory. Hmm. God's glory. Now, Jacob, just to give you a background, you can go retell the whole story just for time's sake. But Yaakovit was a Hebrew woman living in slavery in Egypt before the Exodus. And then there was this, this new Egyptian Pharaoh that came and he saw that all, all the Hebrew, uh, the Israelites, they were growing large in number. And he was a bit intimidated, And he said, I cannot allow this. Otherwise they will take over over Egypt possibly. So what did he do? In Exodus, you can go read it, 15 verse 22. It says, the king had decreed that the midwives were to kill all the Hebrew boys by throwing them in the Nile. It was a year and a half back that I was on a felucca on the Nile. Now the Nile is I think it's the longest river. The Nile is deep. I think they say around 65 um, meters. The Nile is full of crocodiles. The Nile is full of hippos. I remember in the Vundu there was a hippo very close to our tent. Like five meters. So the Nile isn't that safe place. A woman that did not give up. Let us read the last part. And you know, because of the faith of Jacob, she raised Moses, the deliverer of Israel. Do you understand your influence? You don't know who your child will become. (laughs) Because of her faith, she raised Moses, the deliverer of Israel. And let us start, Hebrews 11, verse 23. Listen how the scripture starts. It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child. Now for elke ma, can kind is <laughs> the mooiste kind op aarde. Ja, for my ma ek die All right. I have no problem with that. So by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was beautiful. How do you see? How do you see your child? How do you see the person next to you? You need to look through eyes of faith. And therefore they hid him. Nie they, they have hidden him three months by his parents. Why did they hide him? Because... Soldiers were walking around looking for Hebrew boys. And if, if they would hear a Hebrew boy, they would take him from him in the Nile. Just imagine, Moses is, has been born in, in this time. How didn't that mother feel every day raise, raising that child? She needs to hide him. How do you hide a baby that's hungry? mm sounds and the next it says and they were not afraid of the king's command the parents was hiding Moses but they were not afraid of the king's command meaning this woman of God and the dead did not have fear because she had faith faith in what God says she looked past the obstacles. If I could just ask this morning, who's got some obstacles in their lives? I think nobody will up. But with faith in Christ, you see different. But she could no longer hide Moses. And when she could no longer hide him, Exodus 2 was free. When she could no longer hide him, she got him a basket. I don't know why the amplifier is saying a chest. Maybe it's a treasure chest. <laughs> Made of papyrus, reeds, and covered it with tar and peach, making it waterproof. You see the length the mother is going for a child. Because she sees him different. Then she put the child in it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. That's faith. In her circumstances, she took some action. Crocodiles in the Nile, hippos, soldiers walking, walking around, just the atmosphere. Thinking that the mother, while she is making this basket, she looked through eyes of faith, past the obstacles, and she knew that her God will move. We were singing this morning, He's a miracle-working God. Do you believe that, or are you only professing that? Mother God wants to restore your faith and trust in Him. And after this, if you go go read the story, then your mind gedreven down the river. And who found the baby? Pharaoh's daughter. Someone must raise this kid. And Miriam, the daughter of Jacob said, I I will go get you a midwife. <laughs> and who was the midwife? His own mother, Jacobit. And the word says that the Pharaoh even paid her. <laughs> that is how my God works. He paid her to look after her own son, maybe in the palace. But she had a short time. Then she had to give Moses over to the Pharaoh. It says at the time where she nursed Moses, studies say it's around three years. That mother was intentional. If you only have three years with your child, what will you teach him? because i now have to give him over to the pharaoh the pharaoh the pharaoh's daughter i have to give him over to the world so she was intentional i believe she taught him the scriptures i believe she 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 modeled faith in god how can i say that because of the end. Pharaoh's mom gave Moses things that are fleeting, worldly things. But the mother, Jochebed, gave him faith in God. And the last scripture, Hebrews 11, was 24 to 25. Listen to this. Amazing. It says, by faith, Moses, when he became of an age, he refused to be called the son of the Pharaoh. He refused to be called the son of the Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Faith in God draws you to God. Sin, the passing pleasures of sin, when you invest sin, the sinful things in the world, it is passing. But the word of God stays forever. cannot be changed. What he says here will happen. Are you giving them the light or are you leaving them in the darkness? That is why, mother, woman of God, you have such a responsibility this morning and I'm honoring you this morning. I'm honoring you this morning. Dad's Father's Day is coming. You also have a role to play. You have heard this morning. But mother... Stop doing it alone. God is there to help you. And this morning, you prayed for the child, and you have given up do not give up her faith. There's a woman that wants to be a mother. It still did not happen. Do not give up. Have faith. Ah, Jack, you, you don't understand what my mother did to me. Forgive and go on. Yeah, but my mother wasn't a great example. You be the great example. You start today. Jesus wants to restore mothers today. Jesus wants to restore daughters today. Jesus wants to restore grandmothers today. Jesus wants to restore husbands today. When I pray, this is what I sensed: Come back to me. Those mothers... That, that is tired you can give over today Jesus I give over so this morning you have heard the word we don't just hear the word we have a responsibility towards the word am I going to do what this Bible says of gaan hy nog stof opgaar This Bible will change your life. This Bible will change your children's lives, generations to come. And we're going to pray this morning for every woman of God, every mother of God. If you are a mother, if you are a woman, I want you to stand up this morning. I want you to stand. Let us rise. If you are not a woman, stretch out your hands to the lady or the woman next to you. Jesus. Just give him a moment. You know, faith is the currency of heaven. Many times Jesus healed and it says, Because of your faith, you have been healed. And what I sense this morning is, Mother, if you have a heart that is broken this morning, come give that heart over this morning. Hey, Jesus come restore my brokenness. Just give over to Him this morning. Ask your word, Jesus. This morning you feel that you are not seen. Stay where you are this morning, just say, Jesus, you are seeing me. The unforgiveness. Let it go. Unforgiveness in the name of Jesus. Go from my life. As we heard that our God is a healer this morning, we're going to trust Him for healing, restoring lives this morning. Jesus, Jesus. If you know of a pain in your body, you can just put your hand there, and we're going to declare His healing this morning. Jesus' name, maybe it's emotional, maybe it's physical this morning. Just put your hand there and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we command healing this morning to everybody, every woman, every man in Jesus' name. Thank you for restoring me. The love of God restores. Jesus. Just give him a moment. Father, we thank you this morning for your love. We thank you that you restore what was broken. And Father, I pray this morning for every woman of God. To be a woman of God, it starts with you. It starts, you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ this morning, you could just raise your hand. I want to pray together with you. Or you just want to freshly commit your life to Jesus Christ this morning. I want you to raise your hand. Faith starts with you this morning. Jesus, Jesus, thank you, thank you, Father. Here, Jesus, Jesus. Father, I can pray for every woman this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you for those who recommitted their lives this morning to you. It says I, going to make faith my legacy. I pray for every woman that you have touched this morning, every healing, Father, every restoration, for we glorify your name, like Jacobit's name, God's glory. Jesus. Thank you. Amen.